Hey, Hormonally Speaking fam, welcome to another quickie called Straight to the Hormones. I wanted to um, just share with you really quick something that got me chuckling this week and uh, not because it was something that someone else did in a bad way, but it reminded me of my own belief around a hormone thing that I'm guessing is kind of common. So the story is I was listening to a podcast um, with some doctors talking about hormones and one of them mentioned that they had a patient come in telling them that they had had yeast infections cyclically, you know, so definitely she felt like it was um, linked up with her cycle and she'd been having that for many years. And she'd actually taken um, antifungal, uh, like prescription antifungals multiple times because of it. And she just, you know, was frustrated because it kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And the doctor sat down with her and talked through, you know, when it was showing up and what was going on. And essentially the doctor realized that what she thought was yeast infection was actually cervical mucus near ovulation. So if you're not aware, as we get closer to ovulation, our cervical mucus thickens, right? And it becomes usually sort of an, a thick egg white consistency, but in some cases it can be more sort of whitish, thick whitish, kind of like a discharge would be from a yeast infection, right? And the reason that I laughed, as I mentioned, you know, in, in the beginning here is that I used to think the same thing. I completely remember being in my twenties and possibly even in my early thirties. And I actually did deal with yeast issues, right? I um, dealt with systemic yeast issues for a lot of years in my twenties. I'll tell that story another time, but I really assume that this discharge that I noticed happened you know, I don't know if I notice it every month, but I notice it pretty consistently. Um, and, and I thought that the smell was like a yeasty smell. Um, and it turns out that I was completely wrong. It was actually my cervical mucus near ovulation. And I probably didn't learn that until, I don't know, maybe my mid thirties. And so I got to thinking about it when I was listening to this conversation, because I've brought this up with people before how that happened, but I didn't realize that other women necessarily went through the same experience. And hearing that, I thought, wow, there's probably a lot of women that actually will mistake that because we aren't taught what cervical mucus, you know, looks like that a it's normal to discharge really throughout the month. I mean, certainly, um, you know, in those first couple of days, uh, post your period, very rarely are you going to see discharge. Some people you will, but it's it's going to usually not be too much, but then it starts to come in and you may probably not notice any discharge sort of um, at that, you know, the tail end of your luteal phase, um, or even maybe in that last week of your luteal phase um, as things start winding down. But, you know, some, some women in cycling people have it all month long. So nothing wrong if you do, um, completely normal to have discharge in it for, for it to shift and change and even not in, um, it shifts and change in what it looks like, but also shifts and change in, in what it smells like. So obviously if it's a very, very like extremely pungent smell, um, that seems, um, like there could be some kind of infection or anything, absolutely go get checked out, go to your OBGYN, make sure that it isn't anything. But, you know, I, I think there's also situations where people go to the OBGYN or a doctor and they'll just automatically write them, uh, you know, prescription for antibiotics, even if they don't 
they culture it and don't find anything. So don't jump to the conclusion that you do have an infection um, without knowing for certain that you do. And really learning about cervical mucus is such an important part of the process, which is a huge reason that I am doing an Intro to Hormones 101 course. Um, this is just something that I've been thinking about for a little while now because I mean, I love my hormone breakthrough blueprint class and it, you know, I am going to continue to do that too, but it's a little bit more advanced, right? And so many of us just don't have the basics about our hormones because we were never taught them. We literally were never taught them. And I see particularly women my age with daughters being like, I'm so frustrated. I was never taught this and I want my daughter to have a different experience with her menstrual cycle. Um, and you know, it's just as important, even if you are in your mid to late forties to understand your hormones and understand the changes that are happening. And you kind of got to know how hormones work first to understand how the changes are happening. So that class, so excited to kick it off on March 6th. If you go to my website and you go to the top, scroll to the top of christinegarvin.com, you can click on the link there um, and you can sign up and grab a spot. It is going to be limited spacing. Um, if you hear this and you're able to you know, be a part of it, it's a four week long course. You get sent um, videos on Mondays and then we have a live discussion every Wednesday. Um, even if you can't make that live discussion every Wednesday, you can send in your questions and we'll have a community and everything. So, you know, hopefully you're going to learn a lot from this program. If you're able to join us, just send me an email at christinegarvin at christinegarvin.com and I'll float you a little discount code because you are a loyal listener of the podcast and I'm so glad that you're here and I want you to learn more about your hormones. So we're going to have a good time. You're going to um, get the basics and beyond. We're talking um, five keys to your hormone health. We're talking exactly what happens throughout your menstrual cycle from day one through day 28-ish. We're not all on that 28-day cycle. We're going to be talking about adrenals and how much they impact your hormones and what you need to do to support your adrenals because you can't really help your sex hormones if your adrenals are out of whack. And then finally, we'll talk about hormone testing because so many women have so many questions about hormone testing. And unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't have a lot of answers when it comes to that. So I want you to be prepared and know what to ask for and what to look for when you get your hormones tested by your doctor. So come join us. It's going to be a great class. Again, just go to christinegarvin.com. At the top of the page, you can click on the little blue highlighted link um, and sign up there or shoot me an email if you have any questions. I'm happy to answer. So I will see you back here next week with some more um, shorties like this. And then of course, an amazing, amazing guest on the podcast as we do our, our weekly long sessions with incredible guests. And um, leave us a review if you have a moment. Share the podcast if you have a moment. Um, subscribe if you haven't done that. And I will see you next time.